This is live coverage of the 2021 Steelers Minicamp. Live from Heinz Field on your 24-7 home for the Steelers. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Motes and Euler for the next two hours on SNR as we take you inside the Steelers Blitz, a.k.a. the Electric Factory. And today, we got a new uh, a new set of scenery, man. New studio, new office uh, today, Arthur Motes. man. Way better view than the last studio we were in, the last office. Yes, sir. Ah, oh, man. First time, uh, 16 months here, I believe it's been, Motsi, since we've been on a, a remote anything type. You know, that's that's the, the industry term for oh, our, for our okay. listeners who are unfamiliar out there I in Steelers Nation. I was looking for the, the clicker for the big uh, screen TV that I see in my, <laughs> my workplace today. Out on remote, a remote broadcast for the first time on SNR since February of 2020, partner. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, we got a beautiful day down here at Heinz Field to do so. Yes, indeed. We couldn't ask for better weather in Pittsburgh as we're at the Cathedral. Man. Hans, feel. I mean, it is a beautiful, beautiful backdrop, man. You never realize how much you miss it until you haven't had a chance to be here, buddy. I and then you come back, you're just like, wow. My entire <laughs> life, Arthur Motes, I have um, adopted a let's call it an Allen Iverson philosophy mm-hmm. of practice. We talking about practice, but today, Arthur Motes, I have never been so excited any facet of my life. Um, when I was playing sports in the what, the seven, eight years since I've been out of college that I've been covering sports, I have never been so excited uh, to watch a practice, to be a part of a practice. This might as well be the Super Bowl to me today, <laughs> Arthur uh, This This is awesome. This is fantastic. You and I are lucky enough, right, that uh, we actually, the action is going on throughout the yeah. two hours that we're doing the show here, um, you know. The Steelers standard boys did a great job of setting the stage here. And, you know, the drive with Matt and Dale will obviously uh, do a a great job of putting a a ribbon, a bow on the day's proceedings. Mm -hmm. But we are the lucky ones, Arthur Motes. We uh, we are in a in a in a suite here at Heinz Field. We've got the beautiful North Shore to our right. We have got Steelers live action in front of us. A beautiful day. Um, I, I don't know if you can get much better than this in June, partner. This is good stuff. No, no question, man. And obviously we know here in Pittsburgh. The Steelers. The Steelers are king, man. This is what it's all about. And today we get this opportunity to just continue to talk about them, continue this conversation. Um, We're going to get a chance to hear some audio from Terrell Edmonds later today as well. He spoke with the media. Obviously, we talked about T.J. Watt or the uh, the show before us talked about T.J. Watt. We heard a little bit from him as well. But going back to T.J. Watt and some of the comments that he was talking mm-hmm. about, about his uh, contract, man. I was happy to hear that, man, you know, because you never know, especially this time of year, as we're seeing guys around the league take their official stances on contracts, <laughs> happiness or not being happy, right? When, when it's April, when it's May, sometimes earlier in the uh, in the off season, the guys are always giving you the cookie cutter. Oh, I'm not worried about my contract. Oh, everything is fine. They'll take care of and then you get And then you get to minicamp and it's, oh, this guy didn't show up. It's contract related. That guy didn't show up. It's contract related. But it's good to see <laughs> and hear T.J. Watt just continuing to show that he's the perfect professional, man, in terms of him not worrying about that, knowing that the contract will get taken care of because of his talent, because of the work that he has put in. And like I said, seeing him out here, man, knowing that he's ready to put that work in, definitely good, man. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it's one thing to hear T.J.'s comments. As, as again, you said, the Steelers standard guys played for you uh, earlier here from Heinz Field. You look at his demeanor, too, though, Arthur Motes. That's always a thing for me, right? You and I talk about that sometimes, too, you know, when we play audio occasionally on on our show in our normal time slots. 
um, just about how, you know, it's one thing to hear some of these comments, but you, you like to go to Steelers.com and see the video element as well, too. Uh, when T.J. Watts asked about his contract earlier today, um, he gives the, the, you know, the, I'm doing the air quotes, thing, <laughs> the right answer, right? Um, he gives the right answer, and he, he says, you know, to, to respect the process, I'm not going to comment. You know, the ongoing process, I'm not going to comment on that right now. I think that is, in and of itself, enough to excite Steelers fans mm -hmm. because, okay, you know what we say happens when you assume, but it, it's, it's... We always get the right answer. It, we know this. It sounds like it is a process that's ongoing, yes. right? That they that they are in the middle of discussions. It wasn't like TJ said, ah, we haven't had any movement. We haven't heard from them. There's nothing going on. Um, I think also, too, you watch that video. You yes. see <laughs> the look on his face today, and, and he does. He, he gives the short, correct, proper answer, and, you know, to, to respect the process, I'm not going to comment on that right now. There's a little grin on his face. Yes. And, again, I don't want to assume because we all know what happens. But if you're starting to kind of connect some of the dots, uh, that grin, Arthur Motes, and, and you could tell me if I'm wrong because I think you've probably been in that position before. Yes, uh, I have. That, I, I, it was good. It brings back fond memories. That grin there from, from T.J. Watt looked like a, um, you know, I can't say anything right now, but pretty soon you'll, you'll know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, when you're a T.J. Watt at this stage in your career – the things that he's been able to accomplish on the field and what he's been able to accomplish off the field yep. in terms of we haven't had any negativity surrounding him as it pertains to off the field things. And we know that's critically important, especially when it comes to contract negotiations. And when you think about just the recent history of guys who are on bigger contracts in Pittsburgh and some of the character concerns surrounding them is good. It's a, a breath of fresh air to not have to deal with those concerns or have to answer them and speak on yes. his character from that standpoint. So for TJ, he understands what's at stake. He knows that money is going to come. Right now, it's more so just the particulars of how much is guaranteed, how much is up front, and things on that nature. But for TJ, this is one of those times where you get to just enjoy this process, yes. enjoy this contract negotiation. And I think there's something to be said, too, Arthur Motes. Uh, not that it, TJ was a first-round draft pick. Okay, he, he wasn't a top 10 pick. Uh, he wasn't on that type of rookie pay scale, but he's a first-round pick. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like he's been scraping bottom of the barrel making, making league minimum to this point, and, and certainly uh, with a fifth-year option as well, too. We all know that that is a, a, nice, uh, a nice pay increase there. But I think there's, there's something to be said about being in that position, right, um, where you have been a, a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year. You have been legitimately – uh, one of the best two or three wreckers on the defensive side of the football for the last two years. You really feel like you're you're getting into your prime right now, and and we all think, and you know, TJ feels this way too, that he has even another step that he can continue to take. But you're much closer to your prime now than you were when you came into the league. Very true. I always think, Motsi, it's it's one of those like, how do I want to say this? The the climb to the top is is always the most fun. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it, once you reach the top of the summit. It's kind of like, okay, I'm here, and this was always my goal, but where do I go from now? Mm -hmm. For TJ, he's still got that defensive player of the year to hunt down. He's still got that first big major contract extension coming down the line. He's, he's in an exciting point of his career right now. No question, and not just those two things, but we forgot the elephant in the room. He has a brother that was a three-time defensive <laughs> player of the year. I mean, you don't have to look outside for any type of motivation. He's Ain't probably in a group truth. text where every day it pops up and Big Bro can remind him, hey, yo, you, you still they, haven't had your $100 million contract yet? They FaceTime each <laughs> other, right? And JJ's just got the three the three yeah. defensive player trophies of the year in the background, just casually sitting there. He's like, oh, you, you, you're you in line for a $100 million deal. Oh, that's cute. I, I've done that twice now. So 
for for TJ, he definitely understands that. But I think that that's one of the driving forces in terms of why TJ has been so hungry throughout this process. Yes. He doesn't give that complacency mindset. He doesn't give off those vibes. And me having the chance to, to share a locker room with him for a year, that was the same mentality even when he got here as a draft pick, a, a first-round draft pick, knowing that he was coming into this opportunity where he would be able to start and things like that. He still conducted himself every day as if he had something to prove. Right. Every day as if he wanted to outwork the next man. And that's rare, especially when you talk about guys that are coming from higher pedigree, guys that are coming in with a lot of pomp and circumstance, and rightfully so he deserved it, but still sometimes the guys, they struggle with that adjustment from sure. that to you here. Now you have to actually work to stay here. Mm -hmm. But with TJ, he was always a guy that was like that from the day that he first stepped foot here in Pittsburgh. So it's good to see that continuing. And we tell people a lot that – regardless of the money, that's not going to change the person. That's not going to change how TJ works. If TJ was a guy that worked out like a crazy person and put his eggs in the preparation basket to be successful, that's not going to change just because he got money. Correct. The guys that it changes for are the guys that never did it in the first place. Correct. The money just magnified it and it gave them a, a bigger platform to speak on it. But other than that, you don't drastically change just because your pay scale increased. You've seen that from Aaron Donald throughout mm -hmm. his entire career, right? Absolutely. Works harder now than he ever has before, and he's he's the, he's a three-time mm -hmm. NFL defensive player of the and year. You can he's say the he's same got about all the money, Watt. all the JJ Watt. Um, and I think this is this is just in all aspects of life, right, Motsi? Um, Elon Musk didn't invent PayPal mm -hmm. and then retire. Um, Jeff Bezos, right, didn't strike mm -hmm. it big with Amazon and then stop trying other ventures in life. Um, that's when you get the magic, right? Is Very true. is when you have the TJ Watt skill set and you always have the hunger, you always mm -hmm. have the work ethic, because you're right, a, not a lot of guys, because it's, it's, it's an incredibly minuscule number of guys that can make it to this point, and, and obviously you're, you're a testament to that. Um, but we still know, right, it's, it, it takes even more than that to once you're you know, ascending to continue to be at the top of well, your game. And I was also going to say, I actually can't say that I was in that category, because when we're talking about T.J. Watts well, in this situation – this is the 1% of the 1%, right? We always Correct. talk about making it to the NFL is extremely difficult. It's true. All right, it's 1% or less than 1% that make it there. Then when we talk about the league average, the careers. But when Three we talk years. about yeah. guys that are in that elite category where you're talking mm -hmm. best player in the NFL Defensive at that position. Year, all pro. Best, yeah. Like that is a conversation that it's a rare, small, true. select few. And – it's not even a large window of how long they typically get to operate there. Usually it's a three to five window max. And then from there, somebody else is taking over mm -hmm. that throwing to being the guy. So when you talk about that, I'm like, man, I that's, wish, but I wasn't in that category. TJ it's probably three guys on this field that are going to be able to have that conversation. One is Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. He's already 100%. been through it. He can get fitted for his jacket right. in Canton right now. And I was like, you can make a case for camp to yep. an extent. Or maybe Minka in the next year yep. or so, but yep. you think about, especially the offseason, ninety guys out here. We're naming three, four max. <laughs> right. So you could just see how significant, how special of a situation this is. And when you talk about having a guy that has that talent, but Chet has the same work ethic of the guy that's number ninety on the roster right now, the right. guy that's not guaranteed right. to be here tomorrow. He works just as hard, or maybe harder than those guys. 
that's where you that's get you that get special magic. breed. Yep, that's that's when you get the Aaron Donalds, right? Mm-hmm. That's when you you get. I mean, look at look at any Aaron Donald and Tom Brady, right? Yep. We all know how we talk about guys um, just throughout all the sports that are at that level. Mike Trout and what he does during the off seasons was was is always talked about. Cindy Crosby and these guys, right? Um, Cristiano Ronaldo and Me- and Messi. Those guys are thirty five, thirty six years old mm-hmm. and still beyond driven. Uh, Moats. That's that's when that's when you get the special careers. Are, Without are, a doubt, man. Are the guys that, that have the yeah? I played in the Big Ten. Yeah, I was a first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. I had that pedigree. I had that talent. But I also worked like an undrafted right. guy who was you know singing for his supper every single day. Uh, that's when you get the the special careers, the Hall of Fame type careers. Without a doubt, and I tell people all the time, it's. I used to think that it was so hard to make it to the NFL. But in retrospect, it's the opposite. It was a lot easier making it to the NFL than it was to actually stay stay in the NFL. Because the staying part, that's where you have to constantly deal with the people coming in here in terms of the draft class each year, in terms of the scouts going out every day trying to find your replacement. That's the difference. And you have to, number one, be confident in who you are. Number two, you have to stay healthy. But number three, you have to show up improve that you're better than anybody that they can bring in every single day. And you know that. You've had guys drafted to your position, signed to your position. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think TJ Watt's going to have to worry about that for a little while. Yeah, he should be good. Um, but, yeah, Motsi, we do not have to worry about him um, going lackadaisical or having a laissez-faire mm-hmm. attitude. He, he's got the big brother influence. He's just got the desire to be great. Um, and the work ethic and all these things, obviously the the natural talent um, and skill set as well too. Uh, yeah, uh, T.J. Watt gonna be here in Pittsburgh for a long time. Uh, we'll wait till it's you know officially officially official, official yes. to to celebrate that and everything. Um, but he he feels like a guy who is is certainly part of that next wave, right? Because because the guys you mentioned there when we're we're talking about the people at that level, Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Hayward. We all know we're not naive, and we're not also saying that this is their last season. Right, but they're getting towards the back end of it. Right, I use that golf yeah. analogy. Right, they're on like the seventeenth mm-hmm. hole. You know what I mean? They got a couple. They got a couple more tee shots yep. left. They got a couple more putts in them. Right, maybe some three putts out there. You know, <laughs> um, but not like a guy like T.J. Watt who is you know maybe on the seventh. Like he hasn't even hit the back nine of his Correct. career yet. Micah Fitzpatrick, who you mentioned as well too. You know, those guys are still teeing off on the fifth or sixth or seventh hole. Yeah, still um, on rookie contract. Still, still, on, still on rookie still contract. On the puppy they haven't right hit now, the man. turn yet. You know, they haven't had their hot dog halfway right. through the round, Motsi, you know, maybe uh, it's, it's a cigar out there as well too. <laughs> um, and, and you need, you obviously need that. You need those, those next era of guys. You heard TJ Watt talking about that as well too. Uh, just, just, reinforcing the way that the Steelers do things and what it means to be part of this organization. you got to have those torchbearers. And, uh, and yeah, T.J. Watt is, is certainly um, at, at the top of that list for this for this next era of Steelers football. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, I'm excited, though, man. We're, we're getting a chance to get this thing rolling, man. We are. All right, so I need to know for you. Hey. I need to know for you what <laughs> memories are flooding back right now, okay? Oh, man, so when I first think of – Hines right now, if you're going to be real about it, I'm thinking about chicken and pizza, french fries. Oh, buddy. Wait, we I, are. I, I, I hate to do it to you. I'm are, sorry. We're standing like on top. Well, the suite I, that I'm, we're I'm in like is like on two stories oh. above it just based on my location right now. If you, if I'm being frank, if I'm being honest about what I'm currently thinking about as I was I pulling I can, into this establishment. <laughs> I can smell the old bay. I said, I said, man, last time I was here, I was walking out of here with a big old bucket of chicken peat fries, extra, extra sauce on it, man. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But if we're not talking about that, some of the things that, man, I instantly started to think about, though, as they're uh, going through some of their formalities from a practice standpoint, sure. it was just like, man, I remember the feeling of the grass, the smell of that grass. Man, when you're out there and you're looking around here, you're checking out your cleats, especially in this early portion of practice. I mean, sure. 115 sure. right now. So they're obviously just getting out here. But I always think about just those feelings of – all right, what do we talk about in meetings? What can I bring out here? What was the one thing that I wanted to improve upon on that day of practice? Because you can't go out there and try to improve on everything. It just doesn't work. Yeah, right. Dick LeBeau would tell me this all the time. The man that prepares for everything prepares for nothing. Hmm. You have to say, okay, this is what I'm trying to get better at today, or this is what I want to stop. I can't try to stop one, two, three, four, five at once. Right. No, you build it up. Now, if I worked on this today, all right, now I got good at that. Okay, I worked on this tomorrow. Kind of like working now out I have too, that. right? Like, Absolutely. You wouldn't go to the gym and say, I'm going to do shoulders and legs no, no, today. No, no, I'm doing a full body workout right. every day. Like, <laughs> right. No, no you're, that's you're not how it works, man. You're focusing yes. on different groups every day. Yeah, that, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, but Dick LeBeau would always talk about that. So that would be something that I would be going through that mental checklist. Sure. Obviously with the walkout here and then while we're doing pre-practice, that's what I'm thinking about. All right, if I said to myself the day before during OTAs, because obviously this is minicamp now, right? So if I said to myself during OTAs, I've reviewed my 10 practices, and I thought that I was a little rusty with my six technique, which is essentially when T.J. Watt is aligned up directly over a tight end. Straight ahead, straight ahead of him, balanced out stance, right? Not the sprinter stance where he's about to take off and typically rush the pass. But if I said to myself after I was reviewing my OTA footage that, man, I was a little bit late with my hands or I was getting a little cut off, but I was still able to make the play, but it wasn't as good as I know I'm going to need to be sure. come season time because you can get away with stuff in practice, but it's different in the game. And you got to be true with yourself when you're watching the tape and you know, like, granted, this is a plus for this practice setting, but if this is the NFL and this is the real game and this guy has pads on, I'm not making this play. I'm not in my gap right now. <laughs> and you probably know too, right? It's probably the same way, like, beginning of the season in September mm-hmm. to November and December. Football. Very true. Yeah. So that's what I'll be thinking about. And then I would tell myself, okay, well, today we're going to make sure that we hit 100% of these, or we hit 90% of these at least. And that would be my focal point for this first day of practice. And if it was something else that came up where I said, okay, well, we might have had a miscommunication on the coverage. Mm-hmm. Now, we saw how significant that was last year early on. Yes, we did. Giants game. Think about Broncos game, Eagles game, right, where we had different receivers or tight ends having success. A lot of it was communication related. And we said that was a product of not having OTAs, mm-hmm. not having mini camp, right. not having your traditional training camp with preseason Ramp games. Ramp up time. Right. So I will be understanding how much more significant this time is. And I'll be trying to work out those kinks even more so now because we know these three days are pivotal. But when we come back, it's go time. When we mm. come back, I don't need us to be dealing with corrections that we could have made during the spring. I right. want us to be gearing up for who we open up with week one and going forward from there. So that is the like, that's my mental my, my mentality when I'm in this building right now looking up here. I'm just like, that's what goes back mm. through my mind yep. as the former player. Because this is kind of the last walkthrough before training camp, if mm-hmm. you will, right? The ra- last dress rehearsal. So, so let me ask you this then. Because we all know, and, and yeah, we weren't there broadcasting live, but you and I have, you know, on the show over the last couple of weeks discussed OTAs, right? What's, what's the difference between OTAs and, and here at Minicamp? The biggest thing is, um, number one, the time commitment. From an OTA standpoint, traditionally, you're about two to three hours uh, shorter of a day. Okay. So meetings, 
prior to practice and post practice are a lot more condensed. Some places they don't even have the afternoon or after practice meetings. So that is the most significant difference. And then obviously you factor in the mandatory portion, which entails some differences when it comes to the pay as well. Mm. So we do like the mandatory portion because the pay does increase a little bit, not drastically, but it is a, a, a little bit of a bump. And you can also get dinged the other way too for not showing Very up, correct? true. So now you're more susceptible to the fines though if you were to not show up. Sure. And along with the fact that these days are a lot longer. Um, typically for a mini camp day, guys are coming in, what, 7, 7.30 in the morning, and they will be here till probably 4 or 5 o'clock time frame, especially with this practice being so late in the day. Sure. Afterwards, they will have another set of meetings. That's the difference when it comes to mini, or excuse me, mini camp versus OTAs. OTAs, typically it's a three- to five-hour day. It's, like, and, a half, it's and, like a half day. Right, and that's going to include your meeting, your workout, and your practice. The bulk of that time period is just a practice. Whereas for a day like today, first day of minicamp, man, as you hear the music bumping, oh, the we're moving going, now, partner. It's happening, man. You love to see it, man. Or at least in our sense, we love to see it. For you guys, y'all yeah. love to hear it. And this is, you know what this is too. We talk about how you know you and I have, have made this joke, and not even a joke. It's something real. Uh, there's there's a really nice balance on SNR. It is. Right? We have a lot of different types of shows that all have their different kind of quirks and their voices and everything. Motes, this morning I was listening to the Steelers Standard guys when I was rolling in here, and I was just thinking, like, oh, this is going to be so great, Heinz Field. I could hear the birds chirping in the background. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we had Kellen, and we had Tom, and we had Jacob. They're talking about Steelers football. I'm listening in the car on the way down. I hear birds chirping in the background. I'm like, oh, man, this is fantastic. Now, Motsi, as things get going, we've got the music playing in the background. That's the uh, that's the duality of SNR here. As, <laughs> as yeah, things are, uh, things are getting ramped up. A, a reminder, right, we can't describe to you Specifics. Specifics right. of what we're seeing. Um, we can talk about how, man, Benny Snell really looks good physically mm. and looks like his body has changed and, and things like that. Um, and, you know, we saw Danny Smith was barking at guys out here just a, just a minute yeah. ago. We could tell you things like that, um, but I can't describe like, oh, well, um, this guy was running with the ones and he did this and that and they were running this and they were doing that. All right, so uh, we will take your questions on Twitter. Absolutely. Um, but we can only, again, we can't give any specifics. We can't talk about who's playing what snaps here, anything that they might be doing on offense with Matt Canada, any way they might be deploying yeah. guys on defense. Uh, no specifics, but, again, we will still do our best to, to just kind of paint the picture with broad brushes, Arthur yeah. Motes. Well, and for the people that may – have been concerned about who was showing up or not, that information will come out now that this is a mandatory Correct. part of the offseason. During the OTA period, we couldn't talk about who was here, who wasn't here, and things like that because it wasn't mandatory. It was voluntary. Whereas this right here, you will get a full report of the guys that were here in attendance. And then obviously, as practices continue to progress and we hear from these guys yes. post-practice, then you'll get a lot more of the specifics of what might have happened in terms of guys Correct. making nice catches, defensive plays, etc. So... Such is life. But that's what you want, though, right? That's because exactly if we're giving away all of our secrets, I mean, let's be real. We know there's some other teams out here that like to tune into our ah. networks to get little details. Well, you know, I mean, one of the, one like of the guys that. on this show right now you might know? be partial to a franchise that yeah. might just play the Steelers week one of so, 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 so you better be careful. That's the biggest thing, man. So we like to keep it really but, uh, vague <laughs> so no one can get any uh, any considerable advantages on our program over here. I think that's a nice way to put it. Well, here's what we can describe. Um, 
I guess, non-vaguely, right? Here's what we can describe accurately, Arthur Motes. Uh, it's like the first day of school amongst mm -hmm. people around the team here today, yeah. right? So, so Motes and I got here about an hour before the show, and you know, we saw, we see all the the classics, right? The Mark Cabalis and all the Trib guys and all the Post guys. All our buddies, our buddy Brian Backo, good mm -hmm. friend of the show, is here. Chris Carter, who's hosted before, is here. Everybody's here, sitting down in front of us. We've got Teresa, we've got Angela, we've got Bert, are sitting right down there. Um, it, it is most. It feels, kind of, especially again when when we haven't. It's been so long since we've really done something like this. It, it does have like a first day of school vibe. Everyone's wearing yeah. their nice clothes. Everyone did their hair this morning. <laughs> you know, by the end of the week, we'll all be dressing like bums again. But but it is nice to hey, see hey, everybody. Hey, hey, speak for yourself, man. I'm Arthur Most. I don't dress like a bum ever. <laughs> Not for. <laughs> Like, for example, right, uh, Rod Dalla tweets us here. Mm -hmm. This would be an example of a question that, unfortunately, we can't answer. Right. Rod Dalla tweets and says, uh, amongst the running backs, I need to know who looks the most explosive. We can't tell you that. Right. But we can do, Arthur Motes, is relay what you were telling me, your mm -hmm. observations about Benny Snell earlier. Right. In terms of just how his body looks a lot better now, man. Um, looks very strong, cut up, man. Looks like he trimmed down some weight as well, so that should help with his ability to maneuver in and out of these cuts and ultimately just be a faster, more explosive player. So in that vein, we can speak of it. Now, we can't compare him to some of these other guys just because of what we just uh, laid out and things Correct. like that. But Correct. as a whole, though, man, being able to see Benny earlier today, man, he definitely looked like he's ready to go, man. I like his eyes, man. He Like he had that, that look of... All right, man. It's mini camp. I know they drafted this guy here, but I'm ready to compete. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the energy you want, that's man. That's exactly what you that's want. That's the energy you want. You want that from from Najee's standpoint too, right? Oh, you yeah. want oh, yeah. somebody. Comp you don't want Najee to walk in either and feel like it's right. it's just me and nobody else here. Mm -hmm. uh, any any body transformation from Benny Snell that you noticed? Man, well, most? that was the big thing for me, man. Just seeing, like I said, he just physically looked stronger. He physically looked like he was a leaner, more productive. Like he had a good offseason. And obviously, the older you get in this thing, the more you do it the better you get at conducting your, your offseason the right way in terms sure. of knowing when you want to bulk, when you want to cut, when do you want to start working on the cardio element and things like that. It's looking like he's he had a really good plan this offseason. And obviously that coincides with what we saw from him a year ago where we said, man, he definitely like he improved from year one to year right, two. Right. The biggest thing is the consistency element of it. Can he continue doing these things so that we can continue to put his best foot forward and keep him in the conversation because – even though we all feel that Najee is going to be the starter, and rightfully so, when you invest what we invested in him, that's what comes with it. Correct. He is not going to play 100% of the snaps, okay? I'm, I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> if he plays 100% of the snaps the first four games, we probably won't see him in the last 10 games, all right? That is typically how it goes. So that means that Benny Snell or others are going to have to step up and have some type of role in this right. offense in the backfield. But to see Benny Snell coming in looking like that, it lets me know that at least physically he's going to be up for that task. So that's the thing that I'm really excited about because this is the pre the prelims, right? We said it. The prelims to when preseason starts Correct. and the games get Correct. played. And then and he's we'll, going to get some spin in he's preseason. He's going to get a good amount of spin yep. during the preseason. Trust me, first-round running backs, you don't play them a ton during the preseason. Nope. You, they're too valuable right now. And we understand what that position entails. You can't use those guys up like that. Correct. So you will see a lot of Benny Snow. You will see a lot of Caitlin Balash and Jalen Samuels Anthony along with McFarlane. Trey Edmonds. Yep. McFarlane. Yeah, you're going to see those guys. You're not going to see a ton of Najee because you don't jeopardize those guys during that time of the year. Correct. But 
like I said, seeing how Benny looked, seeing just that focus look on his eyes at 7.30 this morning, it's like, <laughs> okay, my man's ready to go. It's like, all Let's right. Let's get it. You, you woke up with some uh, yes. some some grits overcooked, right? Isn't that the, that's the phrase we came up with last year? Yeah, no, I – I tell you what, I'm I am I'm very excited to see Benny Snell uh, throughout training camp and into the preseason. We uh, we do have um, an extra preseason game for the Steelers. Now it'll be like normal uh, four Traditional preseason four games. Yep. Yeah, even though it is an extra one from what is now uh, the normal three. But I, I mean, I, I tell you what, Arthur Motes, you, you've got to feel like that. And and, and and we could talk about this more. I know we're we're up against the break here. We could talk about this more. Come uh, on, man. You know we don't we don't to. take breaks. Hey, we don't we don't pay bills. <laughs> what are you talking about? Take a break. We we all know Arthur Motes. Um, certainly after or certainly ahead of last year, but but especially this off season as well too. Uh, improving the run game has mm. been the theme. I, I mean, you you heard from Mike Tomlin, from Kevin Colbert, from Art Rooney the second, from everyone with a substantial voice within the organization, has talked about the need to improve the run game. Um, and you know what? I, I, I have a feeling, Arthur Motes, that we're going we're gonna to see that play out here very soon. Yeah, I definitely hope so, man. <laughs> but what we will do is this, man. When we come back, let's talk about some of the things that we do hope were improved upon during OTAs. Sweet. Figure we'd name our top three things along, Ooh, with, like along with going to the power grid, the megawatts. You already know how we do this thing. Very interactive in terms of the show. But let us know the top three things that you hope the Steelers improved upon during the OTA period as we kick off the first day of mini camps. And the best way to do that is to hit us up on the Twitter.com. And that's at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The Good Hair. And like I said, this is Motes and Euler on SNR.